0: Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio. And today is going to be a great day because we are going to be working and interviewing and talking and hanging out with my buddy, Jim Cathcart, who is a relationship expert. He is actually known for, and and I'll actually say the basic title is Helping People Succeed, which he's done with more than 3,000 presentations uh, in his career as a speaker. And by the way, as a speaker, he's one of the very best in the world. He is a Hall of Fame professional speaker that has won the top honors from the National Speakers Association. He has authored 16 books. That's a lot of books. I don't know when he has time to do much anything else. He is, uh, I guess, if you've you've heard the term relationship selling, and even if you haven't heard it, you still need to know about it. But if you've heard that term, that means that you've been touched by my friend Jim Cathcart. Jim, welcome to Amazing Business Radio. Thank you, Chef. This is exciting. So, Jim, I know you. I've known you, gosh, I've probably known you for more than 25 years. I know that you're the guy that when we go on a little hike, likes to be the first to the top of the mountain.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not about winning. It's just about having nobody else in front of me.
0: I know, and, and, and I love that because that, by the way, may be one of the reasons <laughs> you're so successful. But, I mean, I know what you've been doing just in the recent months. You've been traveling internationally. You were over in China speaking to yep. you know, to large groups of people. And then you also, aside from being a great speaker— and I love this about you. You are a rock and roll guitar player. You do gigs yeah. and nightclubs. And then, of course, you run the mountain trails. I walk the mountain trails. You run the mountain trails uh, out near your home in Santa Monica. And on top of this, you write books. You do executive coaching. Uh, you have this online sales IQ assessment, which we'll talk about in a little while. When do you have time to see your wife or sleep? <laughs> well, you
1: got to live somewhere. So I choose to live with my wife. And sleep with my wife.
0: Does she and, do you ever have time uh, to talk to her?
1: I, I really am blessed. You you know, what you've been outlining there is is the description of a life that it's like God gave me a special personal gift. Like he was bored one day and said, who could I really make things good for? And he chose me. Uh, I, I, of course, you know, did a lot to make my life the way it is, but it has paid off so beautifully on so many levels that i i truly feel like i i've been personally
0: blessed. Well, you are definitely one of the best at what you do and and i joke about that, Jim, but this was just a way for me to bring out to everybody a little bit of your background. So, mm-hmm. i know you you grew up in Arkansas. Little Rock. Little yep. Rock, Arkansas. And yep. you know how they found you know you know how it became Little Rock. Do you know the story behind Little Rock, Arkansas? I do. And, and, and you go ahead and tell no, me. No, you go version. ahead and tell. Us. You do the shortened version. You're the storyteller. You're the you're well. Willing, when the to explorers were were coming through there
1: in the first place, they came down the what we today call the Arkansas River, and they were looking for a place to land, and the place where there was uh, the ability to get over the the bank. You know, the rest of it was pretty steep. There was a rock about oh I don't know the size of a a desk. Um, you know that size of a rock, which compared to all the big boulders around it was little, and they used that as their landing spot, and that's the Little Rock. So they excavated that rock and put it by the state capital there in Little Rock, Arkansas, as uh, a historical piece.
0: I'm just glad they didn't accidentally step on a dead fish. Because <laughs> there'd be a whole <laughs> you know there are towns around
1: to... Arkansas. <laughs> no, know. seriously, they, Arkansas's got towns like. New Native Fox Timbo Fifty Six Pencil Bluff Y City Snowball
0: and Toad Suck. I know. Can you imagine if they'd have stepped on a toad by accident? It wouldn't (laughs) be Little Rock. It would be Toad (laughs) Toad Toad Arkansas (laughs) Frog. Uh, Uh, Small frog. Little frog. Yeah. So that's crazy. With you being in. Be so,
1: snobbish about this because you got a classy name,
0: right? Right, Saint Louis. <laughs> yes, we're classy. You're named after a saint. Yeah. Yep. Um, so then you moved out of Little Rock. Obviously, you live out there in beautiful uh, California.
1: Yeah, we've been out here since 1982. At the end of the year,
0: mm-hmm. moved
1: to San Diego at first, and now we live in the Thousand Oaks area up in Ventura County. And so, and so tell my, us about your business. Lord, what you're I love doing California. there. Well, I'm a professional speaker, as you are, you know, I I fly around the world giving speeches at conventions and workshops for companies and seminars, things like that. Uh, I write books, I consult with clients and and, uh, do, uh, you know, like executive briefings and staff training and, and things like that. And I spend a great deal of my time creating new learning materials, like video programs and writing new books or collaborating with someone on a a special project. I just want to, you read it in, in my intro, and that is helping people succeed. I used to just say helping people grow. I've always, since I've been an adult, wanted to help other people discover how to transform their own life so that they can have a much more satisfying experience and be much more successful, less afraid, and more able to help the rest of the world.
0: Great. So, uh, I know uh, you could probably talk about that for hours, but give us one or two tips on how we can have a greater life.
1: Well, the first thing is take control of it. You know, your life is your life. You were blessed with with the fact that you're alive and you have capabilities. And whether you have two legs or none, you still have phenomenal capabilities. Whether you've got, um, you know, a high education or almost no education, you can still smile at people. You can still pick up a piece of trash someone else threw down. You can find a better way to do something. You can hold a door open. You can you know, find a solution that, that nobody else thought of yet. The, every one of us can make this world a better place, and if we do, little by little, tiny bits at a time, we make this a much more wonderful place to be.
0: It's kind of that uh, old saying: "Better to give than to receive." But what we're giving is is a better world, a better life, and and you've just hit the nail on the head. Where it doesn't have to be anything big.
1: Yeah, we don't need. Let me, can I share a quick sure. story?
0: Yeah, I love stories.
1: A, a man that we both knew, Ron Arden, yes. a, a professional speech coach who was a, a theater director in South Africa before. He he was my speech coach for a while in San Diego. And one day after we had done several sessions, I had told him some of my what we call signature stories that, that are, you know, main messages in my some of my speeches. And I told him one of them. And the next time we got together, he said, Jim, he said, I got to tell you, one of your stories came to mind the other day. I was in I've forgotten what city he was in, but he said, I went to a restaurant dining alone at the end of the work day. And I saw an old couple, I mean, really old, like, you know, 90s or even beyond, really old couple sitting in the restaurant, dining together. And they were having so much fun. They were laughing. They were flirting with each other. You know, they kept holding hands and doing things, little things like that during the meal. And so when I finished my meal, I went over to them and taking the spirit of one of your stories, which was about acknowledging other people. I said, excuse me, I don't mean to interrupt, but I just had to make an observation. You two are either very dear friends, very young lovers, or somehow you have a special quality that I rarely see in other people, and it's just a delight to observe it. Wow, And the just people a nice looked compliment. at him, <laughs> yeah, and so well delivered. And the people looked at him and just beamed. And they said, please join us. What a wonderful thing to say. Please join us. He said, no, I just wanted to make that observation and wish you a good day. And he said, I walked out of the restaurant. He said, now, Jim, I was doing what you had recommended to do, which was acknowledge good behavior and other people. And um, he said, what I didn't expect was how good it would make me feel. He said, I felt great for the rest of the day. So that's the whole point of this. You know, when you make life better for other people, you make life better for yourself in the bargain.
0: And how simple was that to do? And that's the no you know, your concept of just holding the door open for somebody makes you feel good. And, you know, yeah. from a charity standpoint, you know, people feel good when they give. They know they're making a difference. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's kind of cool to do. So making the life, making the world a better place makes your life a better life. And it really is the little thing sometimes. It's the smile as somebody walks by, the wave, uh, you know, helping uh, open the door for somebody, acknowledging somebody.
1: I was doing some consulting one time for a a country club, and they said our different departments don't communicate very well, and we want you to come give a motivational speech to them. And I said no. And they said what? (laughs) I said it won't do any good. I said, a motivational speech is not what you need. What you need is to retrain their thinking. So let's do a series of of sessions where we talk with them about how, you know, what they do, why they do it, and how they do it. So I went through this process, but one of the rules we put in place for the new culture that we were implementing was anytime you're within eye contact distance of one of your coworkers, you must acknowledge them. Either through a nod, a smile, a hello, or something. You don't have to, you know, say, hey, Shep, good morning. I hope you're having a very nice day. How's the family? You just need to acknowledge their presence.
0: Something small. And,
1: yeah. And so everybody in the entire 225 person country club staff, from landscaping to catering, is expected from this day forward to do that. Always. And we're going to hold ourselves accountable for it. And they did it, and it transformed the communication that was going on.
0: How simple Isn't is that amazing? to do? I mean, that's so yeah. simple. All right. Great story. Great idea. Great tip. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back jim you kind of hinted you you do a lot of content you said you're working on new books or something like that i want to find out if you have a new book what it's about i want you to share with us some more ideas ladies and gentlemen you are listening to amazing business radio we're talking with jim Cathcart. we're coming right back so don't go away doesn't everyone love disney i know i do and i also love a great book and lessons from the mouse by dennis snow is an excellent book Dennis shares 10 practical principles from Disney and entertains as he educates. So check out Dennis Knows' book on Amazon.com. Once again, it's titled Lessons from the Mouse, a guide for applying Disney World's secrets of success to your organization, your career, and your life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hey, we're back on Amazing Business Radio, and we are talking with Jim Cathcart. Uh, I would call him speaker, uh, growth expert, sales expert extraordinaire. Uh, By the way, if you're interested in learning more about Jim, go to cathcart.com. That's C-A-T-H-C-A-R-T, cathcart.com. And, uh, Jim, I know you've written... A bunch of books. I think sixteen books. Uh, the two that stand out to me are relationship selling and the acorn principle. And I love the concept—the acorn principle. You put the acorn in the ground, it grows to an oak tree. Are you working on anything new? Any new books coming out?
1: As a matter of fact, I have three, three new, not just one, <laughs> but just three. three at one time. Oh, I'm man. co-authoring a book with the dean of the school of management at California Lutheran University, Gerhard Appel Taylor. Uh, we're doing a book uh, on success velocity. And it's, it's how to increase the velocity, which is rate of advancement toward your goal uh, of an organization and, of course, of an individual. And that's that's a whole concept unto itself. We could do two or three shows just around velocity. I'm doing another book on sales IQ, and uh, that one's probably going to be a collaboration as well. And I just wrote – just released a, a um, sales IQ online assessment – that I, I created a series of 144 questions around sales scenarios, like uh, you show up for a meeting and your customer didn't, or um, you know you get into a meeting and they say, "Hey, we changed our mind; we're not going to buy," and you thought they were going to that day. Those kind of things. What do you do? And so I, I collaborated with Tony Alessandra, Dr. Tony Alessandra, the, the relationship. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: personality and we had him on the I show. He's great.
1: Good. And uh, Tony and I are best friends and, and long, long, long-term, almost like brothers. And Jeffrey Gittimer of the Sales Bible right. and the Little Red we Book Jeffrey. of Selling. Jeffrey's yep. awesome. So, so the three of us collaborated to create the Sales IQ online assessment. It's called the Sales IQ Plus. And that was just released in late 2015. And it won the Silver Medal Award from Top Sales World in London, as the number two top um, sales and marketing assessment of
0: 2015. Wow. wow. So how do you get that? If you're in sales, obviously you have to have this. This is not a want to have. That's a have to have, must have. Where do you go to get it? You go to Cathcart.com. Okay, back to Cathcart.com. Great. Yep.
1: As, and, and that's, it, you know, I have like 700 pages of content in that website,
0: so <laughs> you it, I'll have my you. news there. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> and then I've got, you know, of course, Facebook is, I'm Jim Cathcart on Facebook. I'm Cathcart Institute on LinkedIn, etc. YouTube, Jim Cathcart. So, you know, just tune into your favorite media and, uh, and you'll probably find me there. But I'm loving that assessment because it walks people through a, a process where they answer 48 questions and they get back like 33 pages of, of details about specifically which skills they need to work on or n- not bother with yet in each aspect of selling. And I even embedded 16 of my videos into that report so a person can, it, let's say it's confirming the sale, you know, they're, they're not asking for the order in the right way or something. And they say, what do I do to get better? And they click on the little thing and watch a quick video from me, in under five minutes long, on a tip for that wow. one.
0: Wow. So, so it's you, really you, fun to do these wow. things. You are a, a business education juggernaut.
1: Tony Alessandro said to me when I started feeding him all the content on the Sales IQ questionnaire, he said, you are a content machine.
0: Yeah, yeah, And I
1: evidently I was in the zone because it was just flowing through me.
0: Great, and I think that's two books that you mentioned, two collaborations, and you said. There's and then a third there's one, one more. Yes. Yep,
1: and it's called the Self Motivation Handbook. Okay. And the subtitle is how to get yourself to do what needs to be done when it needs to be done, whether you feel like it or not.
0: Okay, now that that's a book for everyone beyond salespeople.
1: <laughs> it, it, indeed, it's for everyone. Okay, I mean so that's is, one is I would a... write if I were writing it for my grandkids alone. Mm-hmm. I would write that book.
0: That's a good yeah. book. And is it is this a big thick uh, tome or is it something quickly no, no. easily digestible?
1: Yeah, it's a it's a handbook you can carry with you, and it's the kind of thing you'd read on the airplane on the on the way to an event, you know, or or you would uh, leave it on your nightstand and and just write in it from time to time or that kind of thing. So it's,
0: oh, great! So it's something you so go back handbook. to. And when is that coming out?
1: That's coming out in the spring of 2016.
0: All right. So we're right there, there basically. won't be long at all. Yeah. Great, great, great. So we'll keep cathcart.com handy and check out all of these great resources. So that's good. What else? Uh, I know you, you are a content junkie. You mentioned videos. Uh, yep.
1: Well, I met a guy this past year, Clay Clark, who is from Tulsa, Oklahoma, where I lived for six years. That's where my wife, Paula, was born. And um, back in the 70s and early 80s, we lived there, and and uh, a friend of mine, a former uh, employee of mine, actually, referred me to Clay Clark, or vice versa. Uh, he was creating a series of video interviews for a, a website, brand new company he had formed, called Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E, 1-5, the numeral 1, the numeral 5, dot .com, Thrive15.com, and um, it's for entrepreneurs, and it's like a uh, Khan Academy or a lynda.com. Right. You know, it's a website you go to and you subscribe for a small amount, and then you have access to all these little short lessons on video. And um, he wanted me to be one of his faculty, one of his mentors. Well, that ended up resulting in my creating 110 video lessons with Clay at their studios in Tulsa.
0: That disappoints and, me. Yeah, so you, I mean, I'm disappointed. It's not 210. No, I'm well, just kidding. 110. Stay tuned. 110. Yeah, 110. All right.
1: I, so I, I had no idea, and they just flowed when when we got started. And so this and, is a different
0: uh, website. You said Thrive One Five or Thrive Fifteen dot com. Different than yeah. cathcart.com, dot com, obviously. Correct. And and if,
1: and if a person wants to go there and take a free tour for for a month, all they have to use is my code word Acorn. ACORN, okay, and they get thirty days of, of free access to all the thousand plus videos that are in that website.
0: Holy moly! And it's a
1: website for the for the uh, you know amazing business radio listeners. It's it's for entrepreneurs, for for salespeople, for business owners, for people in a in a proactive capacity in business. And it's everything from like my courses on there are I have entire courses and also short little interviews um, on public speaking, on sales and marketing, on growing your business, on interpersonal skills, on self-development, success strategies. But there are also things like how to increase your search engine optimization, how to um, how to hire employees, how to structure a uh, company culture so that people understand what they're being truly paid to do, that kind of thing. Wow. So it's really diverse, and it's got a lot of top-level mentors and a lot of programs from Clay himself, who's an Entrepreneur of the Year winner.
0: Great. And I would suggest that even if you're not an entrepreneur, if you're working for a company, you're a leader of a large company, it doesn't matter. We have lots of – a huge range of listeners uh, to the show. So everybody from that solo entrepreneur to a CEO type, It's I believe right. there's going to be something on there. So Thrive 15, you put in the code word ACORN, and you will get a month uh, of access. And I would imagine after you spent uh, – a short time, you'll realize, wow, this is great value. Can you do us a favor before we take a break? Mm-hmm. Give us, give us an idea of a tip. Give us some meat uh, to get us excited about wanting to go to thrive15.com.
1: Thrive15.com is edutainment, so it's funny, it's fun, it's creative, and it's also absolutely solidly practical.
0: Great. So, so if, give if us if you're a, tip a problem that.
1: with if you're having a problem with uh, staff then you go there to, to work that out. If if you have if you want an idea for yourself, like how do you get yourself to transcend a bad mood and still stay productive? Then there are courses on things like that. So Can you give us a
0: tip it. on that one. Tell us how to on do it. On that
1: one, how do you get past a bad mood? The yeah. first thing is act as if you didn't have the bad mood. So
0: well, that's easier no said matter than how,
1: done. how you feel, take a positive action, and you will break the momentum of the bad mood.
0: Ah, ah. So uh, a friend of mine, uh, Dr. Jason Selk, talks about something called, uh, I think he calls it RSF, or uh, it might yeah. be RFS. But it's basically it's about relentless solution focus. And when you're having a bad day, and he works with a lot of athletes, and if an athlete's in a slump, let's say they're a baseball player and they just aren't hitting – as soon as they get up to bat, they're thinking about, well, the last 10 times I was up here, I didn't get a hit. And he mm-hmm. teaches them how to break the pattern. And the way he does so is by just giving, he says, what one little thing, the smallest thing Absolutely. could make this better or make it you know more tolerable. And it might be, you know what, I'm going to walk up there, I'm just going to take a few deep breaths before I walk out of the dugout. Okay, that's, that's right. one positive thing. When I finally get to the plate, um, I'm going to, you know, pause before I walk into the batter's. Keep my eye on the ball. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's just <laughs> little things that, you know, they really aren't necessarily going to make it work, but there's something mm-hmm. that gets you closer. And if you're in a bad mood, it might mean, hey, I'm going to get up and walk away from my desk for three minutes. And exactly. So, well, you know,
1: Shep, you, you may be aware that years ago I was heavily overweight. I, I weighed 52 pounds more than I weigh today.
0: Well, that was before I met you then, because I've never seen you look that way. You've always been a man that I've always looked at and said, I want to be just like you. Okay, almost like you. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you.
1: Well, that's a very high compliment. Thank you. But I used to be fat, and I grew up thinking like a fat person and behaving like one. And so, obviously, I became fat. Well, I decided that one thing I needed to do, obviously, was change my diet, but another was change my, my physical activity. And so the commitment I made to break the, the momentum of, of my unproductive living each day was to put on jogging shoes and walk outdoors to the curb. I didn't commit to going for a run. I didn't commit to any anything major. I made an absolute, unbreakable commitment. Rain, shine, late, early, dark, light. I was going to put on my jogging shoes sometime today and walk out the front door to the curb. And I did that every day. Are you ready for this? Uh For five consecutive years. And in the first six months of those five years, I lost 52 pounds, and I've never been heavy since.
0: Wow. So let me ask a question. When you walked to the curb, how many days before you started going beyond the curb?
1: Uh, The first day, I walked to the corner you know, so I walked like, I don't know, 100 feet and then came back in the house. And then the second day, I went across the street to a jogging path and I strolled. And then one day I started running, but I found that I could only run like one tree at a time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The yeah, just a short trees. distance
0: and yeah. stop. It. And,
1: and then I'd get the burning in my throat and my lungs and, and my legs would start to bother me and and next thing I knew I was running a mile and then running 5 miles and you know and then I I got to where I loved running and now I run mountain trails and wow. I'm I'm 69 years old. And now, I'm, I'm running say, mountain trails you, and playing so, rock and roll.
0: So when you yeah uh, when you go to cathcart.com and you see the picture of Jim and he just told you he was 69 years old you're going to say that picture is false advertising. That must be from that's, that's 20 years ago. That's a
1: 2015 picture.
0: There you go. And I'm telling you yeah. you look at it the man is like he's he, – you must swim in formaldehyde to preserve <laughs> – <laughs>
1: Oh, man. But no, seriously. but I do keep my guitar handy.
0: Right. And, and then, you know, we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about that guitar. <laughs> I think – oh, I hear it in the background. We'll talk a little bit yep. about guitar, a little bit about what gets you going, and, and maybe a few other tips we can share with our listeners. We are talking with Jim Cathcart. My name is Pike, Hyken. This is Amazing Business Radio. Don't go away. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep Hyken here back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Jim Cathcart, who is, gosh, the content uh, machine. Just pumping out videos and books and articles. And again, cathcart.com, you'll learn all about it. And Jim told us what you have 700 pages of content.
1: Yeah, I think it's 738 or something like that. that that's last a count. lot
0: of content. You are just cranking it? it out. You are cranking it out. So I know that you spend a lot of time at work, and we mentioned the guitar. You know, I mm-hmm. also play guitar. And yes, we you And we've had do. fun very playing well. together. Well, thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny is you say very well, but I look at you, and how many songs do you know and do you play?
1: I have no idea.
0: Hundreds. Hundreds. Four hundred at least. Four hundred at least. You know, if you said Shep, we're going to play some songs together. I'd go great. What songs are we going to play? Send me the list because I'm going to practice like crazy. Because you just pick (laughs) up the guitar and you play those chords, and sure, I can play the chords along with you. But, but I mean, uh, you're really good. You're playing. uh, You actually, if you, if anybody is listening, lives in L.A. You play Mm -hmm. at a place called Bogies
1: bogeys we did a four-year gig there and then they changed their their uh music mix to go with bands instead of small groups like i have you know it's Mm -hmm. it's me and my wife and and a couple of friends that sometimes show up so it's not always uh a band but um we do live music once a month and have done that for like six or seven years now and uh current gig is a place called the Bean Scene in Oak Park, California.
0: The Bean Scene in Oak Park, California. You know, yeah. there was uh, a poll done, a study of executives, and asked if, of CEOs, if you weren't you know, doing what you're doing now, running large companies, mm-hmm. and money wasn't the issue, what would you be? And do you know what? Like an overwhelming majority, like I have heard numbers as high as 82%, they said... They want to be a rock star.
1: Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, I've been playing live music since Paula and I met in 1969. Mm. We married in 1970, and I was playing at a place in Little Rock, Arkansas, called Steak and Ale Restaurant. I remember Steak and Ale. I love the Steak and Ale. Yeah. I used to play in the pub in Little Rock and uh, then played a number of other engagements around that area. And then for like 40 years or almost – uh, did virtually nothing except play for, for leisure at home. And a few years back, I got, well, several years ago, I, I got an opportunity to perform at a friend's house. And then we put together an event at our house, and that led to another. And, and uh, I decided to go full time back into it, not full time in the sense that it replaces my career, but full time meaning that every month I would be doing professional engagements. And I have now performed not only at the little things like I mentioned to you there, but I played in China last summer for 1,000 people. Wow! I I played in Barcelona. I played on cruise ships. I I played in in Venezuela and and, uh, Chile, um, Macau, China, um, all over the place. Do you know Alaska?
0: Wow. And Alaska, that's a harder gig to get than China.
1: Well, that one wasn't a,
0: a pre-book
1: gig. That was a, that was a guest appearance at the Red Dog Saloon in Juneau. I know the uh, Red
0: Dog Saloon in Juneau. That is
1: a okay, famous well, place. Yeah, absolutely. And there was a guy playing there who was doing Merle Haggard kind of country music. And I went up and complimented him and gave him a tip. And then I said, hey, when you take a break, could I do a couple songs? He said, well, sure. And I got up and did like three or four, and Paula joined me on a couple at singing harmony, doing Everly Brothers kind of harmonies. And uh, we got great audience response, and I, you know, walked out of there floating on a club.
0: Wow. You know, about two or three episodes uh, ago, or maybe maybe a few more than that, we interviewed a gentleman named Scott Page. Scott and I became friends. He was the saxophone player for Pink Floyd. Uh, mm. You know, on, you, you can listen to him on the albums. He toured with them. Yeah. The guy's absolutely amazing. And the way I met him is I was at a party one night in L.A., and there was this phenomenal band playing, and I'm hanging out at the the bar. I really don't drink, uh, but I'm just talking to this guy, and he goes, oh, yeah, that's my friend's band. And we just start talking, and he figures out that I play guitar. He says, you know, the guitar player isn't feeling so good. If you want to sit in on a few songs, he'd probably appreciate a break. Now, I had no idea who was playing in this band, okay? So he goes over, and he tells the guitar player, hey, there's a guy here who can sub for you for a few if you want to go. Because this guy, I don't know if he was tired or whatever. So I grabbed the guitar, They said, what do you play? I said, let's just play some basic blues. And we did a set of about maybe 20 minutes of, you know, good bluesy-type music, a little Allman wow. Brothers in there. and. It was great, and they thanked me. I gave the guitar back to the guy, and at the, and then the guy says, now, do you know who you were playing with? I go, i was just playing with a bunch of guys. He goes, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, the guitar player that you just took the guitar from, he's with the Steve Miller band. Uh, oh the God. drummers and the bass player, they're with Michael Jackson. Um, and the uh, piano player was with some of the band, and then he says, and then the guy that runs the band, that's Scott Page with the sax that you kind of duetted you know, back and forth with. He uh, wow. he is uh, with Pink Floyd. I went. What are you kidding me? <laughs> so you wow. never know what's going to happen if you're hanging out and just say, "Hey, you know, I'll sit in." But it was fun. Uh,
1: no, well, the world that you and I live in is a very rare world of amazing people. I, I met a man through the National Speakers Association when I was chair of the Voices of Experience Audio Magazine mm-hmm. for NSA. Uh, his name's Matt forger and matt forger did the sound mixing with quincy jones for all of michael jackson oh wow music.
0: wow and by the way you for, mentioned nsa that's the national speakers association for those that don't know that is the uh, that's you. the nsa yeah. that that talks versus the other nsa that listens there you go that's a good <laughs> it's, point uh, important to... and you
1: and i are both past national presidents of that that group yes uh, but matt forger um he and i are doing a presentation in just a couple weeks in Anaheim at the NAM, National Association of Music Merchants, uh, meeting where about 100,000 people will be in attendance. And we're doing a workshop in one of their breakout sessions.
0: Wow, very cool. On
1: how how it was to work with Michael Jackson.
0: Wow. So it's obvious. Amazing stuff. Yeah.
1: You know, and and that fits, of course, on Amazing Business Radio.
0: Yeah, and and it is an amazing life that you have, (laughs) no doubt. And, you know, I think what makes it amazing for you is – you're a very hard working dude. I mean you have a job and it's it's you know, granted it's your business. Anybody can have a job, whether they own it or whether they work for someone else. But I think what makes you so effective is that you've achieved a balance of having fun with things that you love to do. Uh, you've learned to sure. love running, and you run the mountains and hike those trails, mm-hmm. and you love guitar, and obviously you love your wife, and you've made her a part of that. And we've joked mm-hmm. about Paula a little bit, but Paula is is yep. wonderful, and I know you've been married now what for almost forty five years, forty six years. Yeah, that's 45. amazing. Yeah. Congratulations! And you realize, you, you. you know, the old joke: you only get fifteen for manslaughter, and yeah. she would have been <laughs> out by now. No, <laughs> so, so the. Uh, but, no, I, I think that's really cool. Yeah, and and motorcycles, can, too, by the way. Right, yeah, and you've got, so you've got hobbies. That's People need to be – you need to have interest in things. Uh, that, yeah, but let know. me
1: I, – I want to change the direction of, of where you're going for just a second because there's a point here. I, I can hear some listeners, you know, hearing all this and saying, well, yeah, okay, cool for you guys, but what about me? Well, let me explain. I'm an ordinary guy who was basically a, a loser – when I started out. I had 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 40 different jobs over many, many years. I didn't have a career. I just had a job after job. Every couple of years, I'd change thinking something else might be more interesting or more, more successful for me. I was overweight, out of shape, smoked two packs of cigarettes a day, had never set a goal in my life, never been an exceptional student or anything like that. My dad was a telephone repairman. Mom was a housewife. My grandfather was an invalid from a stroke, and he was in a hospital bed in our front bedroom. And, you know, I grew up expecting a very, very ordinary existence, and I had no breaks. Uh, When I went to college, I was a D, that would be Delta, student my first year in college because I partied so much.
0: Yeah, but you know what Um, D stands for at the University of Missouri? What? Diploma. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and I went to the University of Missouri, and I had a few Ds on my record. And I go, oh, am I going to be able to graduate? Yeah, you passed, man. You passed. I didn't. Wow. I mean, my overall grade point average was better than that. But I, there were certain classes I just couldn't get through. And, uh, yeah. But go ahead. So your point, and I it, think I know I, where you're going I, with the this. The point is,
1: you know, I had nothing going for me except desire. And so I decided to transform myself. I was inspired by a radio show one day, Earl Nightingale. Oh, yeah. and, and it was in 1972 in Little Rock. I remember it vividly. And he said, if you'll spend an extra hour every day beyond your work, an extra hour studying whatever you've chosen as your desired field, in five years or less, you'll be an expert in that field. And I did the math. An hour a day, five days a week for 50 weeks a year is 1,250 hours over a five-year period. Well, 1,250 hours of studying one field, Absolutely, you become an expert at it. And five years later, after I heard that radio broadcast, by studying the field of personal development, which is the one we're talking about now, I ended up being a full-time speaker and trainer, flying around the country doing seminars.
0: Flying around the and world. today, I've,
1: yeah, yeah, well, today it's around the world, and and you know, I've, I, all my dreams have come true, and so I'm dreaming new dreams.
0: Wow! But I think the other thing is, it, it, you know, you're doing these really fun things. And The point I was going to, and and that's I think everybody who's listening needs to take note on this. If you are at all feeling sorry for yourself, well, (laughs) move on, my friends. Look at what Jim has done. He made a small goal. He was 40 or 50 pounds overweight, and he said, I want to be better than that. And all he Mm -hmm. did was put on his shoes and walk to the curb. That was the one thing he had to do. And he did every it every day, relentlessly, fail. relentlessly, rain or shine. Right. Yep. And, 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 you know, so sometimes it's literally baby steps, although you're an adult taking those short steps to the curb mm-hmm. and then the curb led to across the street to the, to the jogging trail, to the next tree, to finally a lap. I mean, there, there's mm-hmm. so many great lessons from that, but I also think the point I was trying to make is these cool, fun things that we do. You know, we have to have interests. What interests you? You know, if you love to swim, well, maybe that's what you do. If you love to run, that's what you do. If you love to read, you find the books. And you take time to enjoy those little passions, even if it's just a few short minutes. You picking up that guitar for 10 minutes probably makes mm-hmm. you feel better and makes life better for you.
1: Most definitely. Definitely.
0: So most definitely in wrapping this up, because we are basically out of time. I want you to give me one more tip, one more takeaway, one more. Maybe it's a reiteration of what we talked about or you want to give us something different. But tell us what we need to do to be better and more successful and have growth in the next 24 hours. How's that for an ask?
1: Go to thrive15.com and enter the word ACORN as your code so that you get 30 days of free exploration of that site And go just watch some of those little four-minute interviews or ten-minute interviews and choose the ones that are relevant to where you're at right now. I had a friend the other day, a colleague, who called me depressed, and I mean clinically depressed. And uh, she was saying, you know, life sucks and then we're all going to die, more or less. And she was completely down about her possibilities. And I said, here's my prescription for you. Forget about you and start carrying a notebook with you, and every day look at other people's situation and instead of judging them or criticizing, say, How could that be better? and then write a note to yourself about how that situation could be better.
0: Something and then you're observing, of somebody space. else.
1: Yeah. And do this about the businesses you go to, the people you deal with, the drivers you encounter on the road, the neighbors that you communicate with or observe. Every other other thing you see, how could that be better? Not criticizing them, but writing down as if you were advising them, what would you suggest as a better way? And she said, "Why why would I do this? And I said, because it gets the focus off of you and onto serving others. And when you start thinking about other people and how you can help them, you value yourself more and you become less depressed.
0: Wow, this is huge. And you don't even need to be depressed for this to be effective for you to start even to have a better positive outlook. There's a classic book. Love this.
1: A classic book may still be in print called Try Giving Yourself Away by David Dunn. Last time I saw it, it was published by Avon Books. Try giving yourself away. And it's a whole book filled with little bitty ideas of just what you and I were talking about.
0: Wow. Awesome. Jim, great ideas, great tips. Uh, I think that you've given us a great lesson at the very end. But if you heard just before that, he offered us a gift, thrive15.com free access for 30 days just put in acorn uh, as the code word or the the special uh, promotional code and then go to cathcart.com where you'll learn more about what Jim has done but you have 700 pages of content and those are articles and blogs that you've written on all types and of videos. subjects related to what we've been talking about today. Jim, thanks a million for coming on the show. This is Amazing Business Radio, and you can see why we call it that, because we have people like Jim Cathcart sharing with us. Thanks, everybody, for listening. My name's Chef Hyke and reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.